The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 151. Sublimotion in Ibiza, Spain is the world's most expensive restaurant, with their 20-course meal setting you back $2,000 a person. That's a steal at only $100 a course. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a person who always makes the meals I have even more special, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Well, that's quite a compliment, I have to say. Cue the googly eye music right now, right? Seriously. Well, it's food week here at Extra Pack of Peanuts, guys. And it's just like Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, but infinitely more delicious. Although Shark is pretty tasty as well. Well, I've never had it. Sure you have. When? We've had Shark. I don't know. I'm sure we've had Shark. (laughs) Somewhere, it didn't make our list of our top meals. Spoiler alert. But today is actually the perfect day to record this episode. So it's going to be our top 20 meals we've ever had all over the world. We're touching all parts of the globe here. And it's the perfect day because today we're recording in the evening and we actually did a bang, bang, bang. Heather, what's a bang, bang? And in this case, a bang, bang, bang. Well... I don't actually know for sure because I've never seen the TV show or the clip or whatever. It's from Louis C.K. Louis C.K., the American comedian, apparently in one of his shows talked about having two meals at once. Yeah. Well, two meals back Back to to back. back. Like two dinners or two lunches, a bang, bang. Yeah. Two full meals. Let's stress that it's two full meals. It's not like I'm going to eat a little bit here and then go here and eat a little bit more. He does a a part in his one stand-up routine where he talks about a bang, bang, and it's two full meals because they want to try you know, as much as they can. And when we travel... We love doing this because, you know, you have a certain amount of time that you travel, a certain amount of days, so many good restaurants out there. So today, I'm not going to ruin it, but my favorite food that I've ever had, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. You're going to hear that at the end of the show, but there were some competitors that people recommended to me. And I thought, you know what? Today, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try all three of these places for lunch. So Heather and I and my parents actually rode around on motorbikes and went to three different places to try this meal. I will say they were distinct. like They were all very different. None of the three were as good as my favorite place. So my number one place on this list is still number one. So your number one is what we ate today? Yes, and don't okay, give it away. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just a little bit surprised. And as you guys know, when we do these top 10 or top 20 or whatever, these top episodes, these list episodes, we don't talk about it beforehand. So now Heather knows my number one, but we got to do a bang, bang, bang. First time I've ever done three full meals. Well, and to be fair, I mean, you got three meals, but... I shared. We all shared them. Yeah, everyone wanted to try, except my mom. She was yeah. having stomach issues. She didn't want to try it. But Heather and my dad helped me out here. So we did a bang, bang, bang. And now we're going to be going out for dinner. And I'll probably be getting this meal again tomorrow before we leave the country we're in. I don't want to give away any clues. I'm not even going to tell people where we are. <laughs> and these top 20 meals, we're, we're saying... Well, it's top 10 each. Top 10 each. We're each giving a meal, uh, 10 meals, but we're saying it meals instead of our favorite food because I think that eating, for me at least, is an experience. I think a lot of people would agree. Heather, yes, no? Yeah, absolutely. It's an experience. And I think a lot of things play in into it, you know, whether how much it costs, the atmosphere, a the taste. A huge one for me, cost. Atmosphere, yep. more for you. The taste, the quality. On my list, like, I have a lot of really good places, I think, but my top ones are the ones that I either dream about still or frequent really often. So... Yeah. It's not always about atmosphere. It's not always about like gourmet. It's kind of like, what do I love the most? Yeah. And I think obviously the taste of the food is 
you know, let's say 80% of it. But some of the things on this list, you know, we had special experiences or, you know, we we were here during a certain time and it brings back memories or what have you. Taste is a huge thing, but we're calling it our top 20 favorite meals as opposed to just strictly foods. Although there would be a lot of overlap there. So take that into account. If you're making your list, you know, what was the experience like? Ours runs the gamut from fairly nice restaurants all the way down to, well, you're going to find out, some places that are very, very cheap. So we've looked all across the world at where we've been. This was actually kind of hard to make our list like to get started, I think. Yeah, because we've been to a lot of places. But when you think about it, like which ones did you love the most? When you're putting it in a list, it's like, well, some places you've only been to once. You and know? I'm sure there's going to be places we forget, like you're going to bring something up, I'm going right. to forget it. We've eaten a lot over the years. That's anyway, one thing we're good at. Yeah, so let's dig in. Let's get into it. Of course, we have a few honorable mentions before As we get always. into the real list. Have to start with your honorable mention. Okay, I have two honorable mentions. One we've talked about before, and it's outside of Philadelphia, and it's the first thing we always want to eat as soon as we get back into Philadelphia, and that is Charlie's Pizza. Now, it's not really an honorable mention because it's like my my favorite thing ever, but we've talked about it before, so I wanted to give some other things a highlight on my list. So right. it's an well, honorable mention for me. I went strict with, I didn't care if we talked about it before. We did do an episode <laughs> where we talked about some of our favorite foods way back in the day, but we just touched on some of them. We've never done it before. So that is going to find its way onto my okay. list. I'm surprised it's on your honorable mention. So that's one of yours. I have an honorable mention. Um, the Khmer frog that I ate from Cambodia Soup, a restaurant right on Pub Street there in Siem Reap, Cambodia. I ate there. We ate there three years ago with our friend, uh, absolutely delicious frog. And I actually ate there less than two weeks ago again. And the frog, it's $1 for a frog. They barbecue it up. They, they cook it right there on, on a grill, like a, you know, an outdoor grill type thing. I think it's probably charcoal and it is absolutely delicious. So if you've never tried frog before and you're in Cambodia, that's the place to do it. It's called Cambodia Soup and it's right on Pub Street in Siem Reap. You can't miss it. It's right next to the really loud club. So the atmosphere is pretty crap. Yeah. And my second honorable mention is Indian food in England. Now, specifically, our friends Maria and Martin took us to an amazing Indian place near their home. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, but so we're just saying general Indian general food. General Indian food in England is some of the best that we've had, even better than India. <laughs> I would agree. In my opinion. And anyway, I just, I really love it. So if you are interested in this specific one, you can email us and I'll try to track down the name of the restaurant. But one of the things that I found interesting, I don't know if anything was on your list, is Mexican food if we had to narrow it down to what our favorite types of foods were, Mexican food would probably be right up there as one or two. Yet, I don't have a Mexican food restaurant on my list. Oh, I do. So, all right. So <laughs> if you guys have recommendations, you know we'll go there, you know we'll travel, and you know we'll eat. So we'd love to hear them. You can put those in the show notes at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Let's now finally get into the top 20, and you can start us off. Okay. My number 10 is a special little place on the island of Bali in Indonesia, a place that Travis and I went to almost daily when we were close enough, and that is Rarung Mara. Mora? Mura. Mura? <laughs> we mentioned that we would forget some, and already it's hit. I cannot believe that I missed this place. This would be on my top 10 in my top five if I had to remember it. Yeah, it's so good. So uh, there's two locations, I think, maybe more. Yeah, but at least two that the, we've eaten at. The one that we love the most is right in Seminyak. It's on the main Jalan road. Jalan Double Six. Jalan Double Six, the main road that gets you to the beach. And I'm telling you what, we stayed at a really nice resort in Seminyak and it didn't even matter. I would walk to this, you know, it's, it's like a, a food, food stall kind of. It's but a restaurant, like, but it's open air yeah. kind of. And you just pick, well, they have a whole menu, but we always pick from the pre-made items like cafeteria style and they have like fish kebabs and chicken kebabs and just everything. Oh, spicy it's, rice, oh, tempeh, so tofu. Every day it's different. and Fresh it's, vegetables. I always, yeah. whenever we go there and I see someone look at the menu like they're going to order a meal, I'm like, no, 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 no. Walk up to the front yeah, because you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, walk up to the front, point and eat. It's always so cheap. They give you a little like number of how much it costs. Everything is always, you know, we've splurged on like tons of fish kebabs and tons of meat. If you get just vegetarian options, oh, you it's can literally eat for like a dollar too. pennies. Yeah. yeah. But if you get some of the meats, you know, it might be three, four dollars. You are stuffing yourself sick. And we would eat there every day. 
when we stayed in Bali in Seminyak. So dang. Yeah, I such a good it. place. I can't believe it. All right, let's move on to my number 10. My number 10 is Abadia do Porto. And oh. we will butcher some of these names. We will link everything else of course, in the show notes. This place we went to on Valentine's Day. This is one of those experience ones. The food was really good. I can't even remember what we ate, but this is on there for the experience. We had asked the guy whose apartment we're staying at in Porto, where do you recommend? It's Valentine's Day. It was me and Heather and my sister, my twin sister. So I wanted to take out the ladies in my life for a nice meal. And he said, Abadia is the best. He called it a city restaurant. And what he meant was you know, people from all walks of life go to this restaurant. He described it as like, there'll be bankers and there'll be construction workers. So we're like, all right, it might not be that nice of a place. And we but walked it was in, it really was nice. really nice. Really beautiful I mean, restaurant. white table linens, uh, the waiters dressed in white, you know, all, all really nice. And the food was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's unique. It's Portuguese food. And, you know, it was really good. We had some, I don't remember exactly, we had rice and beans and fish. Some meats and, and stuff. Yeah. We each got an entree. We got some desserts. And we were actually really surprised by how cheap it was, too. Because, again, you're in Europe. And so, I think per person, it came out to 10 or 11 euros. And we certainly didn't scrimp on, like, getting the cheapest stuff or anything like that. So, really, really good recommendation. And then my sister then took my parents there when they went and visited, and they loved it as well. So, Abadia do Porto in Porto, Portugal, my number 10. My number nine is somewhere that we just went recently, and that is Yang Garden in Koh Lanta in Thailand. And this restaurant is actually number one on TripAdvisor for Colanta, but one of our friends recommended it to us, and it's not Thai food really. It's some. It's just kind of like it's fresh. Grilled it's grilled food. food. So you basically pick the meat that you want, and then they grill it fresh. And then you pick a sauce that you want, and then you pick the sides. And I had got seared tuna. Travis got duck. Travis' parents got ribs and pork and just everything we ate was so fresh and so delicious and the sides you could choose from were so innovative and creative like they had dirty rice and a thing they called potato smash which was like not mashed potatoes it was way better than mashed potatoes they had the mango salad. The mango salad that I got with my tuna was delicious. Travis got which was my favorite a pumpkin feta honey and sunflower little dish and everything was just so good so i would highly recommend it the wine list is good it's a little expensive for thailand but i think we walked out of there with a couple of you know alcoholic beverages and four really amazing meals for 70 us dollars yeah the the entrees would run you if you didn't get the like, really expensive steak would run you about seven or seven dollars and the sides were like three each and then you know yeah you know, there was the Alcohol that was kind of more expensive. Right. Yeah, I mean, more expensive than you can eat in Thailand, but definitely worth the splurge because, you know, if you're in America, you're going to be spending a lot more than that on something as good as what we got. For sure. It it was very good. And we should mention, it's funny, we didn't listen to our old podcast where we started talking about our meals, some of our favorite foods on purpose. I, I didn't because I didn't want it to kind of cloud my judgment. But it is funny when you do a list like this, some of it is a what have you done for me lately type feeling because my number nine is also something we've eaten in the last couple of weeks. And that is a spicy chicken salad from Leo Restaurant in Inlay Lake, Burma. Or excuse me, in um, Bagan, Burma. It was in Bagan, yeah. In Bagan, Burma. The story behind this was we had no recommendations of where to go in Bagan. It was our first night. We didn't know where to eat. We didn't even know there was a restaurant road, but we found it. And there was all these places to eat. And then we turned down the side street and there was this thing that said Leo. And it looked like the symbol for the Leo beer that they sell in Thailand. So I'm like, let's try that out. And it was really, really good. This spicy chicken salad. We had not been getting good food in Myanmar. And I think that that was one of the reasons we liked it too much. So fresh. The chicken was good. It had a nice little... Yeah, it was sweet- like shredded chicken with, you know, very thinly sliced, like julienne, green pepper, red pepper, onion, cabbage... All just mixed in a really just light, so spicy sauce. And it was so good. Really good. I and forgot about that. They also had an avocado and tomato and onion salad that we got. They had good food. We got a bunch of different dishes. It was all good. But the two salads were our favorite to the point that we actually ate there. We were there three nights. We ate there two nights. And then I got the spicy chicken salad and the avocado and tomato salad to go when we had to get on the night bus the next night. And they were laughing at me for, for taking that on a night bus. But it was just really, really fresh. And each salad was two dollars. Two, I think the I think the spicy chicken ran two fifty. So <laughs> splurging a little bit, yeah. but just a really cool place. And again, not recommended by anyone. Just a gem that we happened to find. 
uh, just a fun place. Yep. Very good. Okay. My number eight is in one of my favorite countries that we visited in 2014. Maybe my most favorite country we visited in 2014. And that is Fief in Split, Croatia. So we stayed in Split for a couple of weeks. Another that could be on my list, but just, oh, there's so many. (laughs) Basically, we didn't want to put the same things on our list, so I'm glad it's not on your list. This restaurant is kind of like a local restaurant. We rented an Airbnb apartment and the owner of the apartment recommended this place to us. And actually, we went the first time and Travis got the squid well, ink we risotto. Say, yeah, everyone we talked to recommended yeah, this. Like everyone our, was the owner recommended it. it. We saw it online, and then another local was like, "You, if you want to eat local, go to Buffet Fief." And so, like, we were disappointed the first time we yeah, went. Yeah, because we didn't really know what to order. And Travis got the squid ink risotto, which I don't love. And he, I mean, it was okay, right? You it, said was it was okay, okay, yeah. And I got some, like, stuffed peppers. Anyway, what we got the first time, we weren't overwhelmed by. But, you know, you pass by this restaurant quite frequently. So one day we were out and about. and Well, it actually came from when we were on a run. <laughs> yeah, we so we'd gone a run up through this hill. Healthy. And we were coming back into town by this place. And we looked At down. At lunchtime. And this lady... This girl had a plate of calamari and a side of french fries. And we thought, that looks awesome. Well, we just went on a run. Of course we can eat that. And so we stopped in and we got that. And Yeah. So basically, oh, the calamari world. is the best there. It's so good. Also, they have grilled chicken, grilled vegetables, things like that. We really, really enjoyed at this restaurant. And we went at least three or four times while we were in Split. Yeah. Fantastic. Best grilled vegetables we've ever had. The chicken was very fresh. The calamari, I would say, was the second best calamari we had because we actually went to an island, the island of Brach, right off of Split. And in the town of Bowl, there was a place called Pumparella. And we ate there. And that calamari was actually more expensive, but a little better, I thought. But, I mean, we're splitting hairs here. Buffet Fief was fantastic. We didn't know why everyone was recommending it until we went and actually got, like, the good stuff that they had on the menu. And it's it's cheap. I mean, the calamari and fries is like seven US dollars for a huge portion that you could share. You know, the chicken breast and, and veggies might set you back seven bucks, something like that as well. Yeah, so really affordable and really delicious and fresh because you're next to the ocean. So you know they're catching it and it's not like some frozen squid that they're then deep frying. It's really good. I do have to throw Heather under the bus a little bit here because I said we should maybe make this into two episodes. And she said, no, we weren't going to talk about food too long. (laughs) I knew we would. But we're going to keep rolling here. My number eight is Matria. This is crazy because this is a vegetarian restaurant in Prague. I am the furthest thing from a vegetarian. Prague having a vegetarian restaurant is funny because they love their meat there. But this place is... Is we, we had a search for it. We someone had recommended it. We tried to find it. We couldn't. Then we did. The building itself is alone enough reason to go. I mean, just such a cool place. We walked in. We're like, oh, this is a really neat building. It's all wood. Uh, you know, everything's like kind of. I don't want to say frou frou. It's not frou frou, but like organic and organic. Uh, you know, and- nature inspired. All this stuff. So it's really serene. Yeah, and I've had forgotten about this place, but everything we ordered was so delicious. Yeah, if you go in, you want to walk downstairs because it's even cooler downstairs. So you go down this really cool wooden staircase. I told Heather I wanted her brother to build in our house eventually. And you just go into this really... It's like being in a spa, except it's a restaurant. And we got a taco salad, which sounds weird, but it's all like fresh vegetables and stuff. $7.50. We got a spinach, eggplant, goat cheese sandwich. That was 6 bucks. You know, most of the time... We go to veg if you go to vegetarian restaurants and stuff. I'm always disappointed in the portion size. I'm like, oh, I'm spending all this money. And it's not worth it. These were huge portions. It was fantastic, and you got like some tea that there that was really good. Yeah, they have lots of different teas and kombucha and like all these really holistic type things, you know, because it's vegetarian. But it's also the whole atmosphere is like yoga and holistic things and. It was great. Everything. Every single thing we got was good. Absolutely fantastic. So Matria, the vegetarian restaurant in Prague, we'll link that up. Your number seven, Hath. My number seven, I have quite a few in the fine state of Pennsylvania because obviously we spend a lot of time there. So and most So anyone live in the US, food road trip, coming to Pennsylvania. Um and they're all outside of Philadelphia. So my number seven is Black Lab Bistro. And this is a bit of a nicer restaurant. It's like American gourmet. We go there kind of on special occasions, you know. I've only been once. 
Well, I've gone a Heather few times. Heather goes on special occasions <laughs> with her girlfriend. Like a girl's night or something. But actually, Travis and I, I have only been maybe once or twice together. But the food is always... I've been there once. Okay, you've only been there <laughs> once. And I got an awesome burger, though. The food is always good no matter what you get. It's just absolutely delicious. I I got a fantastic burger there. They have like upscale stuff, but I got a, a burger. It was like 13 bucks. It was one of the best burgers I've ever had. Speaking of burgers, I left this off my list. I had it written on my notes on my paper list and I never transferred it to my computer list. So I have to throw it in now. Bev's Burger in Gainesville, outside of Gainesville, Florida. My buddy used to live outside of Gainesville, Florida. This is the best hamburger I ever had. He swore that the best hamburger was down where he lived. I didn't believe him. I drove all the way down to Florida to try this hamburger. And it turned my brother, who was a vegetarian, into a meat eater again. That's how good it was. And, That's a true uh, story. You've had it? I've had it. It's absolutely delicious. It has been probably about eight years since I have had it, but I can still remember how delicious it was. It's so good. And it's just a little roadside restaurant shack. They actually got so popular, they opened like a drive through one right down the road. So if you're around Gainesville, I can't remember the name of the actual town. I think if you probably Google Bev's Burger, B-E-V, Bev's. Google Bev's Burger. It's near Gainesville. It's about a 25-minute drive from Gainesville. It is worth every one of those minutes and more. And I just have to say, of course, this podcast is going to go long. If you're throwing in these things from the side that aren't even yeah, on your list, yeah, Travis. Yeah, All right. Well, my number seven, I'll get to my real number seven. Oh, Bev's. I'll get to my real number seven. That's La Grenier I'll you got to say it. It's French. <laughs> well, I'm not very good at speaking French, but at least I studied it a little bit. La Grenier au pain. There you go. Pong? I don't know. Don't ask me. It's a French bakery. We've talked about this a few times before, I think, when we did some stuff on France and is Paris really that cheap and things like that. The reason I put this on here is, it, like I said, it's a French bakery. It's right there in Montmartre in Paris. If you're going to Paris, check out our Paris destination guide. We stayed in a really great apartment in Paris. That's neither here nor there, but this place is the road up from it. And you go, you get a four euro baguette. Our favorite one was this awesome chicken curry and veggie baguette. They're huge. You could split one if you wanted. We were uh, we're gluttons, so we each got our own usually. And then you get a $2 fruit tart. We're going to be doing a mini episode on our favorite desserts. We're not even including desserts here, but I'm going to rope Heather into doing a mini episode, so that may come up again. But you get a four euro chicken curry baguette, get a $2 fruit tart. They actually throw in a free drink then if it's a, as a lunch special. And then the cool part is you walk up to Sacre Coeur. Well, you don't have to, but what but we can, would do is- And then you just eat your lunch there. Yeah, you picnic at Sacre Coeur, which is my favorite place in all of Paris. And you know we talked about Paris and we did that episode on, is it that expensive? Yes, Paris very, very expensive, but you can do it cheap. And one of the ways to do it is by going to La La Grenier Apon and getting a little baguette. It was voted the best baguette and bakery shop in Paris by people who know better than us, Parisians. So check it out. Yeah, you love place, it. Huh? Oh my gosh, I love it. I didn't put it on here because I had a, a suspicion that it was going to be on your list, but it definitely it's up there. And it's just a cool experience picnicking at Sacre Coeur. Yeah. And another cool experience that we've also talked about before is that you can picnic anywhere in Paris. And the one night we had bought baguettes and cheese and wine and we just took it to the Eiffel Tower in a park. We were the only two people in this whole park with the view of the Eiffel Tower right there, like, you know, maybe 100 yards away. Picnicking in Paris, one of the best things best that things. you can do and in Paris. And cheap because yeah, the key. Paris is expensive. That's the key. <laughs> okay. All right, number six. My number six is also in the outskirts of Philadelphia. And I was racking my brain. I love Italian food and other than places in Italy, which will come up later. What is my favorite Italian place in America? And we love Trav's Uncle's Restaurant down in Philly. And we've mentioned that one before. But actually, I love Lemoncello's. It is a small chain in Philadelphia. I think there's two or three locations. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's not like a chain. It's, it's like a franchise, a franchise, I guess. Well, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. They had one. They got really popular because <laughs> it's good. They opened another and then I think a third. We love it. We love going there with our friends. They have amazing lobster ravioli. Just every single dish is really good there. The desserts are good there. If it happens to be your birthday, they might give you some free shots of limoncello, which has happened to us in the past. It's just really good. I don't think you could get a bad meal there. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I not a huge fan of Italian food outside of pizza, which is probably my favorite food in the world. So, 
didn't make my list, but I it is good, good Italian food outside of Philadelphia. You guys are going to have to take a road trip. Come see us in uh, Philly. Or you can fly. Hey, if you have frequent flyer miles, come see us. We'll take you on an awesome food tour of the area. That's one thing that we can do really well. My number six is in Split. Heather mentioned Buffet Fief already. Mine is Popeye's. Popeye's. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is on your list. A Split Institution. It is a food <laughs> cart. Stand Basically, I guess that just people love. It's like they make the food there, but it's in essence fast food. There's, I think, there's two locations in the city, but the one we went to is the original one. It was literally right across the street from our apartment, so I ate there every day. And again, this is the experience because Croatia not that expensive. But if you've been to Italy and people listening, if you haven't been to Croatia, you've been to Italy. Think comparatively. You know, uh, you get a meal for nine euros, ten euros, eleven euros, maybe a little less. Popeye's Heath, $3 for these huge grilled chicken sandwiches, $1.75 for these personal pizzas that they call mixed pizzas, which just meant they had ham and onion or just uh, ham No, mushroom. No, because I don't like mushroom. I think you picked it off. Or I told them no mushrooms. It was just cool. And I mean, it would get packed. It was open to like super late. And it's like, I don't know, a two minute walk to the beach. Yeah. So Botch Vice Beach, which is the nicest beach in Split, the white sand beach there. That's the reason we do it. We would walk out our door. We would go to Popeye's. We'd get food. We'd walk down the beach and we would picnic again on the beach. And it was just, I don't know, the ladies there were really nice. The school kids would come there. The workers would come there. It was just a really good, cheap meal. Yeah, it was very good. I want to go back. I want to be at that beach again. Yeah. So taste, it had the good taste. Affordability. It blew that out of the water. And atmosphere for me. I love those type of goofy places. So Popeyes in Split, it's with a J, P-O-P-A-J, Popeyes. And since you got to throw one in off the cuff, I am going to throw one in off the cuff just really quickly. Go also for it. in Croatia, in Dubrovnik, what was the name of that place where we got the seafood? Wanda's. Wanda's. I was going to put that on our list. I had forgotten all about it. We got sick on, not on the food, not it's because we ate too much of the pesto. They brought out this pesto I with didn't the get bread. Sick. I did. And it was the best pesto I've ever had. And I just kept asking, can I have more pesto? And he would just laugh and bring out like literally buckets full, not buckets, not buckets but full. like saucers full of yeah. pesto. And I would eat it and it was the so good. The fresh bread. And they're just famous for their seafood dishes because again, it's right on the ocean. You can get the pastas and the risottos. And it was excellent. I would recommend it if anyone's going to Dubrovnik, one of my favorite cities. Definitely. Go to Wanda's. Go There's to Wanda's. so many restaurants in the old city. Wanda's is yeah, By there's far, and there's a lot of, the of bad ones because there's a lot of tourists or just not okay ones, like just okay ones. Wanda's is actually a legit good restaurant. All right, number Sorry. five. Sorry for throwing no, that keep in. Throwing them in. <laughs> hey, people are in for the long haul of this podcast. We're talking food, so if you like food, you're going to enjoy this. Just I hope you're not hungry. Maybe pause <laughs> this and get something to eat. Okay, my next one, number five, just across the Adriatic Sea from Croatia, Italy. I think you know where I'm going with this. I can't believe it's only number five. Go ahead. Well, it's La Focaccia in Rome. I assumed that would be in your top one, two, right. or three. And so your top three is in, what I'm trying well, to say. Well, okay. So it was my number one on a previous podcast that we did as like my favorite food in all the world. So I just, I bumped it down to number five because it's been so long since I've eaten it. It's true. Every day, you know, different <laughs> answer type thing. I bumped my number two from that old podcast all the way off my list. Yeah. So, so there you go. But this place... Place in Rome, La Focaccia, is the best pizza I have ever put in my mouth in my entire life. It is so good. I can't even explain how good it is, but I'll try. Okay. Think- and I should say real quick before you go off on this, this could be a few minutes long. <laughs> the apartment owner that we use Go With O to get an apartment, he recommended this. And that's one of the reasons we love staying in apartments because you just get these cool local recommendations. Yeah. We never would have found this. This wasn't even near his apartment. I mean, no. this was like he a just said, 30 minute walk or, you know. He was like, if you want the best pizza I've ever had, go to La Focaccia. And it was. And this pizza that was my favorite, all of them are really good because Travis also got a different kind and he got a calzone and that was good. But my favorite was ricotta and eggplant. It was fantastic. I used to hate eggplant and now I love it because of... This pizza. Because of La Focaccia. It was... There's nothing else I could say. The pizza is... The pizza is amazing. Awesome. I mean, in a city where there's amazing pizza, a lot of places, we went back there twice in like three days. That says it all. It was so good. And the wine is cheap. Of course, it is in all of Italy, but... 
It's yeah, good. And, and the prices are good too. Like we said, that pizza, that specialty pizza, I think was like eight euros. So, and it was big. You know, we shared it the one time. Of course, then we ordered a second one because we're like, this is just so good. Yeah. La Focaccia in Rome. If you're in Rome, head to La Focaccia. It's right near. Oh, I don't know. We'll I link it know. up. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> All right. My number five is Zelgo. Zelgo, what? I think what they say. You, what are you even Shavapi talking about? in Sarajevo. Oh, so Shavapi. these are a lot of hard things to pronounce here. Shavapi from Sarajevo. Shavapi is the dish. The place you have to eat it is Zelgo with a Z. I think it's pronounced Zelgo. Z-E-L-G-O. And this place, so Shavapi... Explain Shavapi to people because okay. you didn't think you'd like it and then Here's we went the back thing. three times. We went to La Focaccia and I got something with eggplant and Travis ended up loving eggplant. We went to this place in Sarajevo. I don't like sausage. I liked the sausage. Okay. That's how good these places are. That's how are. you know it's good. So Shavapi is like little sausages, kind of like brown and serve sausages, but better. They look like brown and serve. They taste a you million times better. You order five or you order 10. Or 15. Or 15. And it comes with whatever you want, but the traditional way to eat it is with raw white onions, just chopped up, really diced up, and like a creme, not creme fraiche, but like a cream cheese slash yogurty mixture. mixture, and pita. And, and you know it's good if that if that mixture is like a little thicker, like yeah. almost a consistency of cream cheese. Is yeah, better. and it, it sounds strange, and it sounds like it wouldn't be very good at all. But trust me, it was so delicious. The first time we ate it, like only Travis ordered it. Well, I should say too that this is like their one of their national dishes. You see it everywhere. It's like their fast food. And the first night, people were like you have to go get shavapi. Da da da. And we went just to a random place, and it was. It was okay. Okay. But then we looked, we're like, all right, well, this is, you know, we see these places everywhere. Let's find a good one. And we looked, and I think it was either online or someone told us, go to Jelgo, and they're like the supporters for the, the for the soccer, soccer team there, team? the the one soccer team. So I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know, whatever. And there's like two or three right on the one of the main roads there. And we went there, and we're like, Wow. This is how it's done right. Yeah, I mean, Travis ordered the five with his own, you know, like I didn't order anything. I'm like, you get this, maybe I'll get something to eat somewhere else. And he got it and I had to order my own. It was so good. Yeah, and it's funny because we saw people coming in and getting like the orders of 10 or 15 sausages and just housing it. We're like, oh my gosh, how can people eat that much? And then we got the five and I ate it. I'm like, I could eat another five or another 10. It's, you just stuff these sausages in the pita, you put the onions. Oh, I need to mention a life-changing experience. You said you didn't like sausages. I hated onions. This one single moment in my life was a turning <laughs> point for me loving onions. Who knew? Who I knew? was sitting there. They put raw a bunch of raw onions on there, and they, you know, I was eating shavapi and the pita and the and the yogurt sauce without the onions. I'm like, well, everyone's eating the onions. Let me try it. And I ate it, and I thought, this is amazing. And now, Heth. She hates me. Fanatic. She, she does. You should not. You should hate Shavapi or he Zelgo for this. He is an onion this. fanatic. I can't stop eating them. I eat them raw all the time. So this literally turned me from hating onions to loving onions. And I still don't love sausage, but I would eat Shavapi if it was in front of oh, me. Oh, Zelgo. So Zelgo in Sarajevo, get the Shavapi. I think it's the only thing they sell. So. And as a side note, I just want to throw out there that I didn't really want to go to Sarajevo or Bosnia. And, you know, I had not a lot of interest in it. And I was so blown away with the beauty and the history of that city. I loved it. So if you're thinking of a place to go that's a little bit, you know, not as touristed, Sarajevo is really, really intriguing. And if you do go, hit us up or find out how to get to the old abandoned bobsled tracks. That's one of the coolest experiences we've ever had. Just a really neat place. I should mention that to Shavapi too, it's like $2 for five sauces. Yeah. There's like $3 for 10. So do yourself a favor, just get the 10. Yeah. You're going to want it. Okay, my number four is, again, a place where you can be a little adventurous. You know, when people put things in front of you, just eat it. Because you never know when you might turn into an onion fanatic or a sausage fan. My number four, Bertrandville Cafe outside of Bertrandville Philadelphia. Bertrandville Store Cafe is Bertrandville the official Store name. Cafe. And the owner is actually a good friend of ours. We're in Thailand right now. Oh, you said where we are. It's okay. <laughs> now you know where my number one comes from. But we're in Thailand for his wedding. Well, yeah. And we're really good friends with his fiance. And that's how we came to know Francis and his restaurant. And it's a really high-end gourmet restaurant in like the countryside right outside Philadelphia. It's a beautiful location. And the food is outstanding. He is a French-Italian 
restaurant yeah, to he, America. He's French and Italian, um, is what she and, meant to say. Right, but tra- he didn't, you know, he wasn't born in America. So his culture is, you know, great food. And he came here and he started this restaurant. And we went there and we got the tasting menu. And some of the things he brought out are unusual. He's crazy. It's totally, it's some of the stuff creative. is so experimental. I mean, they do regular steaks and stuff like that too, but. I mean, we had all types of, like, we had pigtail, we had pigtail which was, like, wrapped in a steamed bun, which was crazy awesome. Good. Tuna tartare, we had, what was another? All types uh, of different ducks. Different, yeah. We had kangaroo. I mean, this was just, this was everything we had at one time, because we've one only time. gone once, because yeah. it's fairly expensive. Yeah. And if Francis was listening, which I don't think he does this to podcast, <laughs> he would never want us to say this, but he is world-renowned as a chef. I mean, yeah. not known just in Philadelphia, but known all over America and the food is they, they only do two seatings six o'clock and eight o'clock they have four nights that you can go Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday I believe yeah. and reservations months out months yeah out. if you want to go for the weekend like on a, a Friday or Saturday night I mean we're talking you have to book six to eight months of it even we knowing him had a con book like and we were going with his fiance yeah, she on came a with Thursday us, night and we shot a book like <laughs> a month out so, so anyway if you're coming to Philadelphia and you want to just have a beautiful which they are now because we've given them right. like a hundred places to and eat and it is about a, like a 40 minute drive outside of the city, but it's in this rural, like gorgeous country style with huge estates everywhere. It's a very beautiful part of the, of the country. And the cafe restaurant is amazing. It's an uh, amazing architecture. It's in the old general store of this tiny town and the post office is connected to it. So you can like walk out and see what, and the post office is still used, but it looks like it's from the thirties. Yeah. And it's a BYOB. And it's BYOB. Which so the food, love. you know, we're talking 30 to $50 for a meal with like an entree and maybe an appetizer per person. Uh, the tasting menu we did was a special menu that, that they only do like once a month. You it's have like to 75 bucks it. a person. So it's upscale for sure. It's probably the most upscale meal we've ever had. But being a BYOB, that helps. And the food, uh, it's just, it is incredible. Like my parents, who are not upscale at all, go once a Every, Every two months, months because yeah. they just love it. And uh, so check it out. I'm going to give you one more reason to come to Philadelphia. <laughs> then we might be off the Philadelphia kick. I don't know because Heather's still has no, stuff on No, i got one more. Number four, she already mentioned it. Charlie's Pizza, the best. I won't say the best pizza because La Focaccia was really good. That's Italian style pizza. We're talking American style pizza. This is the best American style pizza we've ever had. You know, there's an ongoing debate between people who in Philadelphia and New York. Oh, New York's best pizza. And of course, then you have Chicago people saying deep dish. We're talking New York style pizza. I've never had anything better. Not New York, not anywhere in downtown Philly. Charlie's Pizza in a strip mall in Norristown, Pennsylvania. It's an institution. It's the best we've ever it's had. It's amazing. Everyone who tastes it, and we've taken a lot of friends there, they're like, this is amazing. So it's just good. It's We've had good. British friends say this pizza is the sex, which we assume is a compliment <laughs> because he was drooling as he was saying it. Our uh, Canadian friends love it. Our friends in Philadelphia love it. It's just, it's good. It's so good. So if you ever do make it, and you're probably going to at this point, now you're, you might even be in your car driving to where we are at this point. Let us know. We will take you to Charlie's. We will buy you a pizza from Charlie's because... It's only $12 for a whole pizza. Spread the love. Okay. My number three, and this is the last we will mention of Philadelphia and the surrounding suburbs. And this place, I don't know if Travis will be surprised because this is basically a hole in the wall. I have no idea what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. El Limon. El Limon. Okay. Mexican food. Now, there are lots of good Mexican places all over the U.S. And I have to say, other than Mexico and the U.S., I haven't had like the most stunning Mexican food. Yeah, we're trying to get Mexican food other places in the world. Just doesn't do it. And I'm not saying there aren't better places even in Center City, Philadelphia. There are, maybe. But we love this place. It's in Conshohocken, which is about, you know... 15 miles from Center City. And it's a little bit of a hole in the wall. It's also a BYOB. Or you can just drink the free margaritas they give you at That's the restaurant. That's what I love. <laughs> she said it's sort of a hole in the wall. It is a, hole, a hole, hole in the wall. wall. There's only two, one way to say it. Um, they give you free margaritas. They don't have a liquor license, so you can bring your own. The well, margarita's not that yeah, great. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> but if you don't know, you just go in and they're like, do you want a margarita? You get a margarita. Heather actually just brings I will bring my own a bottle of tequila and mixes like the margarita is together at our table so that they're good but 
But anyway, the Mexican food here is legitimate. It's owned and run and operated by Mexican people. They make the best like El Pastor, chicken tinga, like all these really great spices on the the pork and the the steak and the chicken. It's just so good. Every time we go there, it's amazing. It's quick. It's fast. It's easy. And it's cheap. And it's cheap. It's $3. It's two fifty for a taco, $3 yeah. for a sopa or a... What's tostada. the other or a tostada, burritos, so, fajitas, whatever yeah, you want. Five, six bucks. So there is awesome Mexican food. We've had some good ones in San Fran and out west. Yeah. We haven't had enough time to really dig in there. Like the taquerias and all that stuff. Of course, those are amazing. But this is our favorite. But this place, I mean, we go a lot when we're home. Yeah. When we're I'm always looking for good Mexicans. So guys, leave us comments. Let us know. This is gonna be fun because I hope that people actually take the time to leave comments because I just want to eat. Yeah, we I love could, food. I could just, I'll just, <laughs> when we go back to America, or heck, we have frequent farmers, we'll fly somewhere and we'll let you know how it is. Let us know. We're I'm surprised we're not 300 pounds with how much we love to eat. Yeah, well, soon enough. My number three is the flagship restaurant in Bratislava, Slovakia. One of the reasons is the food is absolutely amazing. The other reason is the price is great. The third reason is the atmosphere. If you've ever sat there as a kid or even as an adult, probably all of us, with this wanderlust, you hear Eastern Europe and you think, man, and like Eastern Europe restaurants, beer halls, like I have a picture of what they are. They're just these huge places with good food, wooden tables, everyone sitting around drinking, jolly, having a good time. Well, that is what they are. And this place is exactly like the epitome of the all epitome of, those things. of it. We got to Bratislava, obviously very Eastern European. Oh, so much. I mean, it's 45 minutes from, from Vienna. Vienna in Austria, the closest two city capitals in, in the, the world. world. Is yeah. that correct? At least Travis in, loves yeah. that travel fact. By the way, he will bring it up to anyone, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> but Vienna, you come from very posh, very, very nice. beautiful, clean, the architecture. Then you get over to Bratislava, you know, an hour later and it's being in eastern europe it's and it's like amazing gritty, it's dirty but it's beautiful and the architecture is still there and the restaurants and the food it's a great place it's we a always beautiful say city. heather is a western european gal i'm an eastern european guy we can appreciate the other <laughs> but i just eastern europe so cheap it's so great so you go into the flagship restaurant it is in a old opera hall or concert hall so you you know you go in this door you have no idea where you're going you walk by a guy where there's like a wine tasting, but no one's ever down there. But he's at like the ticket counter or what would be at the bottom where they take tickets. Then you walk he up tells this you to go upstairs, grand walk up this, staircase. Walk up this grand staircase. You go in and it's like being in a huge concert hall. And, you know, there's, so there's a mezzanine. Yeah, there's yeah. a second deck where you can sit up. Then on the first floor, it's all these huge wooden tables. And there's actually like where they would hold the concerts, like the stage in the front. Uh, a huge like wooden bar in the middle and you just sit down and people are just laughing and drinking and having a great time. They have awesome Eastern European food. So like you get awesome grilled vegetables. There's fantastic uh, chicken breast, things grilled like that. Chicken. The Haluski. Haluski. I don't know if you know what this is, but it's Cause like... Because we, we didn't. But it's like a... Not like gnocchi, but even like it's made from potatoes. Small balls of potato. It's like almost like potato risotto and then it's like in this creamy sauce and then you can get it with like There's really like crunchy bacon like really almost crunchy, like italian pancetta bacon. it's like a thicker bacon on the top it's so rich it, it's a caloric bomb you shell. feel like you might have a heart attack but you have to eat it at least once and the the sauce that's in is basically like melted butter and, and cream. cream and cheese it's I don't awesome no it's so Alaska good is so good the beers are a dollar for like half a liter for a big beer the, the wine, wine is cheap cheap i mean it's super cheap the Halaski, i think is like three dollars they have a student special that was like under a dollar we couldn't get that but the crowning jewel that i out of all the good stuff that i love to a flagship was the cheese spread so it is a like paprika cheese spread it's like a goat cheese it's made from like the mountains in yeah around, outside, of, outside of Bratislava and it's goat cheese with like a paprika so it's reddish color and they give you fresh bread and fresh vegetables to dip in it it was like two dollars honestly 
I loved it so well, much. I made Travis come back here two other times. And two? I no, no, no. Three? We went four times. Four in, times? In three days because we went for lunch. Once. We did a few bang bangs where yep. we tried out other things that people recommended. And when we went there and it wasn't as good, we're like, let's go to flagship. Like where we'd go to lunch, we'd eat at a place that was recommended. We're like, yeah, this is all right. Let's go to flagship to get this. Even if we just went to get the cheese spread. So I guess it's not a bang bang because we weren't getting full meals. Uh, you know, semantics. But the cheese spread too, when we first got it, the funny part was it said like, one, it said piece of bread with cheese spread. So like, all right, is this going to be like one piece of bread? And it was like a dollar fifty. We're like, oh, that's weird. Everything's really cheap. One piece of bread. No, they brought out like a huge boat of the cheese spread. <laughs> okay, when huge was boat. We're ramekin, American. It was ramekin. like a small saucer ramekin of the cheese. It was a lot of cheese. <laughs> you could fit it on at least they, four slices. Of bread. And they brought out like four or five like good pieces of yeah. bread to put it on. So it was. You know, we it were was expecting a, something American small. Size. It was very good. It was so good. So good. So flagship restaurant, my number three. I would say it could be my number one, except the first two I don't think will ever be knocked off now. Maybe. Yeah. But it's just, it was a perfect uh, yeah. place. And it would have been on my top 10, but I knew it was going to be on your list. And I just, repetition isn't that much fun for our listeners. So yeah. I try just to think outside the box. Flagship restaurant in Bratislava. Definitely go to Eastern Europe. Go to Bratislava. I can't get over the fact that it was exactly what I thought a real Eastern European yeah. beer hall was going to be like. I'm so happy about that. It's so good. We loved Eastern Europe. Number two. Okay. Now we're in the top two and the top one. And I'm really excited so about we're this. we're in the top two. The top two. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay. My number two, which I don't think I've mentioned before on any other podcast. This is a new one, I think. Because I think I know what you're going to say. Go fish. Not the card game, but the restaurant. In? Vancouver, British Columbia. Now, I went here for the first time like two years ago with our British friends and our constant travel companions, Courtney and Calum, who we've been hey, missing. Hey, you stole that line from someone. The constant, constant travel, travel companion. Anyway, Courtney and Kaylin live in Vancouver now, and they we all went to this Go Fish restaurant, and I'm telling you, it was the Except best. Except me, because I was lost. But, but then that's you a, came, That's another whatever. story. We've all they, tried it. They left it. me. And it's the best fish and chips I've had, hands down, anywhere in the entire world. Better than in England, better than on the East Coast, up in Maine, whatever. It's the best. It was really, really and good. I only got a bite because they left me. I Did I mention they left me? No, you I was ordered lost. your own one when you came back. Yeah, but then it got eaten by everyone because they were still hungry. Well, anyway, I have also, I went there when I went to visit Courtney and Calum in September of 2014. They're still just as good, huh? Still just as good. And the thing that's so great about it is they have a couple different fish that you can choose from. Of course, it's all fresh. They have halibut, which is a little expensive, but... I think it was like 16 bucks for... a a platter of, you know, of with halibut fish and chips. Right. And they have salmon, which is kind of unusual, but really good. And then a couple other different kinds you can get. Their fish tacos are also not bad, but they're... Awesome place to sit awesome outside place. when the it's weather's just, nice, yeah, too, it's because it's right on the water. It's not an inside restaurant. It's just like, it's not a, sh- a shack, really. It's like a glorified shack. Right on Granville Island, actually. And they make fresh coleslaw, which is like the red cabbage coleslaw. It's not like drenched in mayonnaise. They have hand-cut fries with the vinegar. And you have to go if you're in Vancouver. It's fantastic. And if you're not in Vancouver, get a flight and go because it's so amazing. Yeah, stop in Vancouver on the way to Philly or vice versa, depending where you live. I, you talking about glorified shack. I have to throw an extra one in here. I forgot oh, about, on. I forgot about food trucks and my favorite food truck of all time in Portland, Oregon, PBJ grilled. They make How awesome. How is that not on your top 10? I forgot. They make awesome peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but they're crazy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like gourmet, like the one, like a, a shrimp tempura with peanut like, butter and jelly. With like. And she makes all the sweet peanut, peanut sauce yeah, on sweet it. Sweet peanut. Oh my gosh. I can't. There's like 15 different sandwiches. They're all fantastic. <laughs> she makes all her own jellies, all her own peanut butter. Uh, she loves me because I have a peanut butter and jelly mighty wallet. I love her because she makes fantastic peanut butter and jellies. I, I can't describe it. I mean, French toast, peanut butter and jellies. It's awesome. Go there if you're in Portland. PBJ grilled food truck. And then drive the seven hours to Vancouver. There you go. My num- <laughs> We're giving you guys a lot of places to go. My number two. What is I- it? I... I- Al Antico Oh Vinal my gosh. This Florence. was on my original list, but then I lost my list and I had to rewrite it a couple of minutes before this podcast. Al Antico. How did I forget? Al Antico de Vinal, recommended to us by a friend. Shout out to Matt DeSiena. 
who is friends with my best friend, Cubes. He told us about going here. Then we looked it up. It was number one in Florence on TripAdvisor. If you're number one in Florence for something, you're doing it right because Florence has amazing restaurants. Amazing. Al Antico is a sandwich shop. You actually can sit in and get like a charcuterie plate and all that stuff. We go and just get the sandwiches. They have two locations across the street from each other. So one is more of a restaurant and the other one is kind of like the made to order sandwiches. Both are equally delicious. Basically the same. same thing. They're so good. I dream about these sandwiches. Like they, I literally have amazing dreams. Well, let's about tell them. people what they are so they can dream about. And they take huge chunks of focaccia bread, cut it off, cut it in uh, half. Freshly made. Sometimes it's still warm. Yeah, freshly made. Then you just pick whatever meat you want. So they have like, I don't know, eight to ten choices. We love the fennel salami. If you want a recommendation, ask them what's your favorite. I mean, you could go back and make hundreds of different combinations. And we have probably done about 10 to 12 the combinations because we go all the time but you get like whatever you want let's say fennel salami you pick the cheese you want they have like 10 different cheeses you pick the spread that you want get the pecorino cheese spread thank us later we've tried all the spreads that is amazing they also have a truffle spread which i didn't like so i don't like mushrooms too much but some people love the pecorino cheese spread it's I could eat it out of the jar on its own. It's so good. Well, it's handmade, so it's in a little Tupperware. You know, then you put all the garnishes on, sliced little diced eggplant, cucumbers. I don't know, all types of crazy zucchini, veggies. You know, basil, oh. tomatoes, and then you just get this huge, literally huge Arugula. sandwich that you can eat there. A lot of people just eat outside on the street. Um, they have a serve your own wine, so they just have wine out in this little like wooden crate that's right outside of their restaurant and it's two euro and you can just fill up your wine and drink there. Sandwiches are five euro no matter what you get on it. It's, oh my gosh. It's the best food I've ever eaten. I gotta stop talking about it. It's the best sandwich I've ever had and I eat a lot of sandwiches. (laughs) I love sandwiches. Yeah, it's the best. It's so good. We would go there. We did go there every day that we were in Florence. The two times we were in Florence 2014, we went there every day to eat these sandwiches. Yes, we did. So there's a lot of bang bangs going on in Florence. Mm -hmm. It's the best city for food. We're on to your number one and my number one. This is crazy. Go ahead. Okay. So my number one is my number one because I want to go back there so badly and eat it. And it's so good that I went here twice in three days. And that is Babel Restaurant in Berlin because it's the best falafel I've ever had. And like good falafel seems to be hard to find. Yeah, the more falafel we eat and try, we realize it is hard to find really, really good falafel. And so this place, it's not just falafel. It has, you know, the chicken shawarma and whatever you want, but it's Lebanese, which I actually thought that falafel was more Turkish, but apparently it's a Lebanese thing because when we were in Istanbul, we couldn't find it anywhere. Not really. I mean, you could find it, but it's not prevalent. So anyway, this place is really fresh. They make the best falafel. I got a platter that comes with this really great, amazing, you know, fresh greens salad with pomegranate and like a citrus vinaigrette and hummus and pita and then the falafel. You got chicken shawarma, which was really good. So good. And they also have hand cut French fries that we just threw on top. Like, why not? Let's get this too. It was so good. It's really, really, as Heather mentioned, it's really good. We were there during the summer. You can sit outside. It was, it was beautifully decorated, but it, and it was still cheap. It was, yeah, I loved it. I loved yep. it. And we went back the next day because it was so good and I made you go back. Yeah, I highly recommended. My number one, we did the bang, bang, bang today of other cow soys. And cow soy, cow soy is a Travis? northern Thai dish. It's considered a curry dish or maybe a noodle dish. It mixes the two. So it's a, it's only made up in northern Thailand. Chiang Mai is where you're going to find it most mostly because that's the biggest city up here. And it is a curry dish that then has noodles in it, then has fried noodles on top of it, and it can come with like any type of meat you want. You know, we usually get the chicken, they have pork, they have beef. And then it comes with garnishes, which is a lot of onions, some pickled vegetables. You can add spices you want. Lime. It is. I, I am addicted to cow soy. You can't get it. Re- I mean, you, you could probably get it other different places. But whenever we try it anywhere, it's never as good as up here in Chiang Mai. And so we found a place called Cow Soy Maisai. It is right above. It's a little north of the old city in Chiang Mai. I'm not going to give you too many directions because if you haven't been in Chiang Mai, it won't make sense. But it is was recommended by a local woman to us. She said, this is the best cow soy locals eat here. We went there. It is a hole in the wall. 
It is. Uh, we mentioned it in our Chiang Mai foodie guide. I should also mention that it's closed on Sundays. Two, on Sundays because we got to Chiang Mai. I was talking this up to my parents. We we're going to go there in the morning. It opens at eight. We we're going to go for breakfast. Then we we're going to go for lunch if they liked it. And it was closed. So oh, closed on Sundays. But every other day, eight to four. Yep. You just go in. There's little blue plastic stools. You go in. You order cow soy guy, which is cow soy chicken. It's 30 baht, which is less than $1. They bring it right out. They're just making it right there. They have a huge pot of it. It is like the nectar of the gods. And I should mention, so we went to the three other highly recommended places today that we hadn't tried before. We actually tried the one that everyone says is the best, Kaosui Kunyan or something, which is right inside the city wall. We weren't too impressed. No. Went to three other ones today. They were good. Two were, were really good. They were all good. good. If, you, one was if average. you roll up and you eat them, you know, you won't be disappointed because they're delicious. But they're not as good as they're Kaosui Meisai. They're not Kaosui Meisai. It is... Um, and that's the cheapest one. 30 baht, less than a dollar. It's like 85 cents right now, the exchange rate, for a bowl of the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. If you're in Thailand, or even if you're close to Chiang Mai, get your butt down here. Get to Khao Sui Meisai. We will link up all the places we recommend in the show notes so that you can find it. We might try to make a map of it, but it would be all over the world. So that might be a little difficult, but we'll link up to like the TripAdvisor page, whatever page it's best that describes these places that you can find them. Man, I am starving. We actually have to now go and take my parents out to dinner, and I'm probably going to eat 100 different things. Yeah, we love Thai food. It's so great to be back in Chiang Mai, the city that's pretty inexpensive with amazing food. I hope that you weren't bored and that you were entertained bored. in this almost hour-long podcast Hey, I wanted to split into two. Heather food. said no. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're salivating. Go grab something to eat. Come join us in Philadelphia sometime. We'd love to show you around. Guys, you can get the show notes at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. As I said, we'll link everything up there. So you've probably been listening. You're like, what are they talking about? I can't. I didn't write everything down fast enough. You can get everything there. I should also mention one of the reasons that we get to eat at all these places. One of the reasons we travel is to eat. We can travel so cheaply because if you're listening to this podcast, you know we use frequent fire miles to basically get all over the world. If you guys are interested in doing the same thing, if you've dipped your toes in a little bit into frequent fire miles, or even if you haven't started but you want to, I'm mentioning now Frequent Flyer Boot Camp. It's our flagship product, not our flagship restaurant. That's in Braislava, but our flagship product, it is hands down the coolest thing that I've ever created that I've ever made. The price will be jumping dramatically. So this will be the last time that you can get into our Frequent Fire Boot Camp. We've had it open for two years. The price has been $2.99. We have never, ever had a single person ask for a refund. It's an amazing group of people. We have a Facebook it's group. It's so worthwhile. It's so informative. You are guaranteed to save money on it's, your flights. It's incredible. I mean, we we have spent over, I would say over $50,000 worth of plane tickets we have gotten for almost for using frequent fire miles over the last five years. So if you're interested, check it out. It's extrapackofpeanuts.com slash frequent flyer bootcamp, all one word. If you're interested, I want you to get in at the price that it is right now at the cheaper price. We are going to be raising it in the next couple of weeks um, substantially because we did a survey and people said, this is how much it's worth to me. And it was a lot more than we were charging. So we're still not going to charge as much as they said it was worth. But we are going to raise the price. So check it out, Frequent Fire Bootcamp, or extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Frequent Fire Bootcamp. We're going to give you two other episodes to listen to. If you haven't listened, like, if you haven't heard enough about food, here are two other episodes we recommend if you like the food and us talking about food. Heath, give them the first one. It's episode number 115. 150, that, 150. Not 15, sorry. The most recent one, other than this one. 18 Rules for Eating Cheap, Safe, and Well. Yeah, it's not really from the archives because it was our most recent one other than this, but a great podcast where we give you the rules that we follow for how we get cheap food and how we don't get as sick as often and how we find good food. And then episode 58, Cooking Around the World with Sasha Martin. Sasha cooked a meal from every single country in the world. She she dedicated her life to doing that. And each week was a different country and she cooked a meal and then she wrote about it on her blog. It's fantastic. She actually has a book coming out published by National Geographic. I think it's coming out this week. So have a listen That's to so that. so exciting. Follow her on Instagram too for oh. some salivating pictures. Yeah. And uh, I will be talking more about her book because she's awesome. Her book is awesome. I got a pre-order or advanced copy. I don't know. Whatever they send to people to check out beforehand. It was really good. Her site's awesome. So check out EPOP number 58, Cooking Around the World with Sasha Martin. That's it, guys. We're going to make it in under one hour. I Just hope barely. you like that. We got to go get something to eat. So do you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks for listening. 
Guys, leave us comments in the show notes. We need more places to eat. Can one of your things knock off our number ones? Kalsoy Mesai and Bab and Babel in Berlin. What do you think, Ed? It's possible. It's gonna be hard though. So leave us uh, comments in the show notes. And until next time, happy, happy free, free travels. travels.